right, let's get into it. This is another episode of For What It's Worth with Wes Hoffman. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Uh, we're moving right along. We have, I think this is our sixth episode, uh, maybe seventh, I don't know, somewhere around there. Uh, and this episode is with Tane Graves of Tightwire. I uh, really enjoyed talking with Tane. Thank you so much for joining. Uh, I appreciate you, Tane. And uh, this was just a great conversation about, uh, we, I mean, we really just hit it off and started talking about our dogs and the music scene, where we're from, and everything like that. So they are based out of Minneapolis. Uh, they're on Red Scare Industries, uh, which is an awesome record label. Highly recommend checking them out and their artists if you have not already. Um, so uh, Tightwire has a new album out called Head Full of Snakes. It's really, really good. Uh, they actually had come up on my, uh, on Wes Hoffman's, um, uh, Wes Hoffman and Friends's related artists on Spotify, and that was how I kind of saw the album and started listening to it. So um, I would highly recommend if you like punk, pop punk, uh, check it out. So uh, a couple things here real quick before we jump into the conversation. Uh, my band is playing next Sunday, August 27th at Off-Broadway here in St. Louis with Belvedere Swing the Chan- uh, the Chandelier Swing. Oh, dang it. I always get the name wrong. Uh, Belvedere the Chandelier Swing and Fight Back Mountain. Uh, very, very good show. I'm very uh, excited to have people come out to that one. Belvedere hasn't been here for 20 years, so we're very excited to have them play, and, and I really want people to come out and, and show them a good time here in St. Louis. So um, I was recently just on 105.7 The Point here uh, talking about the show, and I also wanted to just give a shout-out to uh, Donnie Fandago at The Point for uh, being willing to have me on the air for a little while and talk about our music and the scene in St. Louis and stuff like that. Uh, that was really a dream come true for me. Uh, I have been listening to 105.7 The Point for uh, literally decades, and it was really cool to be able to, to be on there and have them play one of our songs, and I got to play a song acoustically on that. So I hope you guys caught it. If you didn't, no worries. Uh, if you're not in St. Louis, you probably didn't, so no worries. Um, uh, maybe if I get the audio from that, I'll put it on the podcast. So <laughs> we'll see. But uh, without further ado, here is Tane Graves from Tightwire. Around the world, scatter every corner of this earth. For what it's worth. Hey, my dog is right here with me too, Finny. So sometimes he wants to be let out in the middle of the podcast. So if you hear yeah, like, a, yeah, if you hear a screen door open, um, uh, but he has met, he has, he doesn't know it, but he has met many punk rock people through just being around in this podcast. <laughs> I, I love it. That's the same way with my, my golden retriever Duchess. I, I threw punk shows forever in our house and she fucking loved it. She That's met awesome. every single person in Minneapolis. That's amazing. Yeah, dude. Okay. So everybody, I'm, I'm here with Tane Graves and this is already a, a great episode. Uh, Tane Graves from Tightwire. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, Wes. Yeah, you bet. You bet. So, hey, I wanted to ask you because uh, I just had on Chris from Show Off, and I saw that you guys played a show with them um, at X-Ray Arcade in Milwaukee. How was it? Dude, it was fucking awesome. It was my first time playing it since it's been X-Ray. Um, the, I think the last time I was there was... Sorry if it's windy. You're good. Um, 
I'm, I'm literally sitting in a park. Um, uh, the last time I was there was still uh, the Metal Grill. Okay. And I think uh, it was like on my 25th birthday, I saw Suicide Machines and Pears first, like, it was like their first tour before they were, like, signed to Fat. Um, so, anyways, long story short, I, yeah, it was fucking awesome. I, I love X-Ray Arcade. I, I know, like, half the people that own that place. Yeah, and it's it's a, a an amazing venue. If you love punk music and arcade games, yeah, we uh, my band played there back in February, and um, it but it was we were we played on the floor, like in front of the stage. They were doing some kind of work with the the PA or the state something with the stage, so we played uh, on the floor. That's, that sounds kind of sick, actually. It was. Um, what's what's the name of your band? I'm sorry that it, I don't know. Oh no, it's just Wes Hoffman and Friends. Um, it's oh just, right, yeah, on. hell just, yeah! It's just Wes Hoffman, so on Spotify and all that. But uh, we we it was the middle of a blizzard, and I didn't think anybody was going to show up, but um, apparently, and I don't know if it's this way in Minneapolis too, but apparently people in Mock, Milwaukee like look at it as a badge of honor if you show up to a show in like the middle of a blizzard like you put in the extra effort to get there <laughs> <laughs> and and you get extra bonus points if you fucking bike to there oh totally totally i don't know if anybody bikes but dude it was no i'm we we just we have a lot of bike punks in minneapolis um but uh yeah i was just making a joke so so what is it like i i've i've been to minneapolis a couple of times just like for work, but I have, I've never been to like a punk show up there. Like how is the, how is the punk scene up there? You know, it's, it's, it's thriving in certain places and it's iffy in certain others, you know, like okay. if, you know, when we had the triple rock, um, which, you know, I, I worked there for a lot of years. Um, that was kind of like the home venue. Um, but house shows are still really, really big. Okay. Um, especially in like the LGBTQ plus like um, house show community. Um, those are still like fucking huge. Um, and... Uh, I don't know. They're, they're, I mean, they're rad, it, but it, it all depends on the bands that are playing. You know, like yeah. there's there's a million fucking bands in Minneapolis. I would argue maybe there's more bands than fans, but like all, <laughs> all the bands like like show out for each other. That's cool. Um, which is is sweet. So it's like yeah, you know, I mean, like the bands are music fans like we're our entire band we're fans before we're trying to like be artists or whatever sure you know? sure yeah um, but but we have great bands like Dillinger 4 and Banner Pilot oh, which yeah. Banner Pilot never fucking plays um but Dillinger 4 does sometimes and um you know we got like First Avenue which is a fucking awesome locally owned place that owns a few other venues in town and 
First Avenue runs everything the correct way, in my opinion. Um, so, yeah, you should hit a show in Minneapolis. They're fucking fun. Oh, dude, I, w- I would love to do that. I, w- I've, I've, I haven't made it up that way yet. That's like one part of the Midwest. I, I like Minnesota's still considered Midwest, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think Minnesota, I think like the Minnesota, like Iowa, like whatever fall, like, or Minnesota, like Iowa, Illinois, I think is like the border. Yeah. And then where I'm at in like the Dakotas is considered the Great Plains. So you live in South Dakota? I live in South Dakota. I've been living here for about a year. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm originally from here. So I lived in Minneapolis for about 15 years. Um, I moved back around August of last year. Um, my dad's just been battling some like health problems. Uh-huh. And I, I literally moved away uh, the day after I graduated high school. Oh, wow. So I, I'm, I'm using it as an opportunity to like you know i i have a like a, a pretty solid relationship with my folks sure um and so i moved back to like you know help my mom and my dad out and spend some time with them so you know that's cool I, and i'm actually I'm, I'm not embarrassed to say that i'm a 33 year old man living with my parents right now oh dude because, well, that, I mean, <laughs> there's because no I, there's no shame my, in that my, my parents are cool, and I I have a lot of fun with them. That's awesome. Not that I'm not that I'm trying trying to gloat in front of people who have shitty parents. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, that's 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 all good. You just you're just being honest, man. Is there any um, you know, one thing that I think is really cool, and we've seen this on some places that we've been when we've like toured around a little bit, is like random. Sometimes the random smaller towns have. Uh, like almost a better you get a better turnout at some of those places than you do like a bigger city like St. Joseph, Missouri it's like an hour from Kansas City like we've had an awesome crowd there before and um, I know like well, some friends of mine they're uh, in a band called Keep Flying um, they uh, they played in like I think it was South Dakota or North Dakota and, and like it looked like it was an amazing turnout like do you, do you have you seen that in like wherever you're at in South Dakota like that is there is there any type of scene where you you know growing up where you were dude a thousand percent and also yeah I, I know I know Henry and all the keep flying dudes hell yeah I knew them when uh, uh, what was the band they were before keep flying survey says yeah yeah. My my buddy Brent, who books a million great Brent, great bands, was their drummer. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm homies with all those dudes. I fucking love them. Yeah, um, me too. But yeah, yeah. It, weirdly enough, um, I was I was very spoiled growing up. Um, so I, I live in Pierre, South Dakota. That's okay. where I'm I'm from, and it's the capital, right? It, it it's it's the capital, yeah. It's the the second smallest capital in the United States. It's oh, a very small town. What's the first? Um, but like back in like two thousand, like two thousand two to two thousand eight, were was like a golden age for this town because we had like me, 
and my friend Taman and my friend Hunter, like a bunch of us, like <clears throat> we were all on MySpace and we would mess, like we would, we would be like um, looking at like tour schedules for bands that we liked. Mm-hmm. And, and we're like, okay, this band's playing Denver and then going to Minneapolis. There's no way they're not traveling I-90 and they have a day off in between the shows because it's a long ass drive. So we would message all these bands on MySpace and uh, and be like, hey, we have like a uh, like a small punk scene here in the middle of Noble where we would love like it'll be five bucks at the door and we'll give you all the fucking money and you can stay at one of our houses. Um, and and weirdly that worked. Like, yeah. Uh, you know, bands like, you know, Toys That Kill, Off With Their Heads, The Soviets, um, you know, it's problematic now, but we had a lot of Planet X bands uh, play here. You know, I, like, I saw Ladderman. Oh, wow. Um, in, in my dumb fucking hometown. Dude, I've Literally, met... like, two, two blocks from where I'm sitting right now, yeah. I, I saw Ladderman for the first time. I never uh, got to see them dude. play. I've seen Iron Sheik a couple of times, um, which isn't... Which I love Iron Sheik. They're one of my favorite bands, but... Oh, they're great. I wish I, I, wish I would have got to see Ladderman, because those guys... Oh, I love... Yeah, they're one of my favorites. Yeah, I got to see Ladderman in, in like, the prime of, of that, that whole thing. You should also watch Reviver. Reviver is great. I love have you ever, have you ever Have you ever made it down to Fest? Because Reviver I, and Iron Sheik almost play every single fucking year. I have I have not yet. I'm hoping I'm hoping that we'll get to play next year. So yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, um, th- no, dude, that's super cool, and I think I think I love to hear that story. That you know, you guys like were hustling at like a young age to like get bands to come to your town and. I think that's such an, like, uh, I would be interested to hear what you have to say about, like, just that mentality of, you know, you make connections then with all of these bands, and you get to know them, and that's kind of part of what I'm, what I'm doing with this podcast, is like, I just see, I'm listening to records that I, of bands that I, you know, like, and then I'm like, hey, you want to be on this podcast? Like, you know, and just kind of making a connection with people, and that, I think that's a really important part of like if you want to grow your band and go on tours and you know kind of build like not to put it into two corporate terms but like build a network of people that like you know you can essentially network with and help out and like and and that type of thing like can you talk a little bit about how that has like come into play in how that mentality has come into play like with you and, and your band and and tightwire yeah, I mean, dude, you know, as much as I fucking hate the internet, it, it's really made everything as far as, like, and networking is fine. It sounds like a corporate term. You know? <laughs> right, right. Uh, it, it would be weird if you were, like, uh, messaging, like, like, you're trying to book your own DIY tour and you started using corporate terms like hey i'm just i'm just circling the wagons here uh what's uh what's going on with this uh brooklyn show um, i just wanted to I, level set here come on yeah yeah yeah, yeah. uh can we yeah, put a pin uh, in this date can we put a pin in this my, date my name's my name's tane i'm i'm in tight wire i'm the one sp- 
spearheading these uh, <laughs> these DIY shows. Um, now, you know what? Um, networking is like the best term to use for it. Um, and I, I I forgot what your question was because like, I got to like yeah, offhand. Just- like, I, uh, um, and I've talked about this a little bit on this podcast. Like, I think every band has one person or they have, like, a friend who's, uh, like, a manager of the band who is always kind of making connections and reaching out to people. And can you talk a little bit? It sounds like you have had that yeah, mentality yeah. early on. How has that, like... And, you know, some bands are really good at it. And, and you know, and I think those are the bands that, you, like, you see, like... Um, and, and I mean, I talk to bands about this all the time. They're they're like, oh yeah, well you know, we're we're just not super good at like making connections with people, or we maybe don't have that one person that's like always out there trying to like you know, for lack of a better term, like hustle and make things happen. And um, I have always been that type of person. I've always like something that's almost even kind of more like fun for me is than than the music is like taking the like the music. And the band is a like project for me, and I'm just trying to see how much farther I can take it, like every step. You know what I mean? Like, um, and so, can you talk a little bit about you know that mentality of just like making connections and trying to like kind of grow your band? That's that's yeah. what I was trying to say. <laughs> we Thank we got you. off on joking about no no no. Terms. Thanks. Yeah yeah. Thanks for putting me back on track. I, I'm 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 very ADHD, so I'll, I'll lose track. Um, yeah, dude. It's well. It's hard for the, the thing that the like the blanket statement is like it's hard for everybody, dude. I you know I, I booked a million DIY shows. I've had other friends help me book DIY shows and stuff. And sometimes you just I've been I, I took other bands that I thought were like cool on my DIY shows, and I was like, hey, we're we're maybe gonna make fifty bucks every night if we're lucky. You know, and um, I've watched bands take it to heart when you drive 17 hours from El Paso to San Diego and, you know, you watch other people be really upset that only two people showed up to your show. And it's like, well, what do you expect, man? Like, you're hitting up a stranger and asking them for a show. Yeah. You know, and, and that's that's that, that's a true story. We literally drove through the night from El Paso to San Diego to play in this dude's shack out back of his house, and we played for him and his roommate. <laughs> and to me, I, I'm just you know, it's one of those things. It's it's a hit or miss thing. Sometimes you're playing a good show. Sometimes they're bad shows, especially if you're booking and you like, you don't have support from like a label or people with connections already, you know, but, um, I, I did that shit for 12 years Yeah. before, before I, I had something that hit, you know, and, and, and fortunately Red Scare is maybe one of the greatest pop punk, um, or starter, uh, record labels Absolutely. because you know they, they've hooked us up with so many good tours and we have had a privilege of not having to worry about booking our own stuff much I mean I still we still book our own shows sometimes um, 
but it's been a, a great privilege. But it it took 12 years of playing in like emo and pop punk bands and booking our own tours and taking time off knowing that like we're going to like every member is going to be pulling out their credit card or their debit card to pay for gas at some point, you know. Um, but uh, the, the greatest thing about all of it is I've made some of the best friends I've ever made um, and that, that I have, you know, like I, I'm going to a friend's wedding um, in two weeks in Denver that I met through playing in bands and touring, and he is probably my best friend of all time. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, you know, so I guess what I'm trying to say is like, yeah, maybe if you really want to play in a band and you really believe in the music you're making, book a fucking DIY tour, figure out how to pay for it, work overtime every fucking week until you have to go on tour and know that money's probably going to come out of your pocket, but you're going to meet some great people. Oh, absolutely. And uh, maybe only one or two people will show up when you're playing in San Diego. <laughs> uh, but that's okay. Well, and, um, and, and I think I think something that, that I have seen, because, you know, I've really just been doing, we've just been doing weekenders for the last, like, two years. And, um, sure. you know, but, like, now we're starting to see... Like, well, the first time we went to Indianapolis, there were like 12 people there. The second time we went, there were 30 people there. Uh, like learning that, that, oh, hey, the first time we went, we only had one local opener. So like next time, let's try to get two, two really good, strong locals on it. So we're playing in front of more people and like, you know, kind of just learning from not even the mistakes, but just like, hey, that show wasn't that great this time. What what were the variables that like that we could maybe control that could make it better? You know what I mean? Um, and and now we're starting to see like a little bit of, of growth here and there in some of the places that we've hit a couple of times. And I'm I'm sure it's probably the same for you guys, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, um, you know, it, it's. It's about finding bands that work with your band, you know? Like, and I'm not saying, like, you guys work together, but, like, what I'm saying is you work in the sense of... Style? Uh, uh, yeah, style in a show or whatever, you know? Like, we, we've toured with hardcore bands, and we're... We sound like a super polished version of the Ramones. <laughs> right. You know, so like, yeah, a lot of hardcore kids don't like us. We still play those shows because we all love hardcore. I, you know, me specifically, and I do all the show booking. And nine times out of ten, I book us on shows that I just like want to be at, you know? Um, but. Yeah, when we play with Mass Intruder or the Bomb Pops or like a Fat Records band that's a little more polished, yeah, we we sell more records at at our table um, than we do at like you know a DIY house show with hardcore bands. Um, 
there's no reason to not play those shows, but if you're trying to if you're trying to travel and you you know just be real, like you need to make make you need to make it make sense financially. For sure. Um, you know, find the bands in that town and create relationships with them, and um, and don't make it one sided. You know. Find the Indianapolis homies that sound like your band or that are close to your band who have a fan base there where you can, like, flourish and then bring them to your town as well. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And and show them a good time, you know. It's like a a give and take and a, you know, speaking in DIY, Oh, for that's sure. Just, that's the best. That's the best thing you can do is like represent each other, and um, as long as nobody in the band sucks, <laughs> then you, you know. Yeah. You're just oh, fucking doing it. For sure. For sure. For sure. And I, I'm really big on that. Like, you know, even if my band, you know, if we go out and we play in Indianapolis, and even if my, you know, the band from Indy hits me up and they're like. <laughs> Hey, you know, we're coming to St. Louis. Can you guys play with us on this date? Even if it doesn't work with our schedule, I'll try to kind of like, hey, well, you know, we can't play, but like you should hit up this band and you should hit up this venue and I'll put in a good word for you guys or like just try to help in some way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, uh, so you talked a little bit about your your style and um, I, I'm definitely a big uh, a, a fan of your of your music. I've listened to all, you have this new album out called I'm getting all, all formal now. Uh, Head full of snakes on Red Scare. Um, I I've listened to it multiple times all the way through. Um, I'm definitely a big fan. I feel like you guys have uh, the way that you <laughs> described it was like this really polished version of the Ramones. But I was gonna kind of describe it as more of like an old school sound with like a new school approach. Like you you definitely have those elements of like of the the Ramones and like the old school pop punk. But it, it still sounds like new and fresh, very similar to like a masked intruder, um, you know, but without the whole like burglary, like criminal thing going on. Um, <laughs> so like what what was it that really influenced you guys to kind of take that approach with that sound? Well, I mean, you know, it, it, it's it's weird. It's, it's a weird combination of things like I I'm a recording engineer and a live sound engineer um by profession um and so i i have a love for sorry there's a fucking huge truck driving by Um, i i I have a love for like recording and intricacies and production and things like that um you know doing weird stuff like adding organ underneath your guitars and stuff like that that's kind of the shit that like excites me. Um, but you know, then again, I grew up listening to, you know, mostly bands that don't spend a lot of time on production and they'd like spend a lot more time on the songwriting and stuff like the Dillinger fours, you know, the Ergs, you know, bands that like took a DIY approach to, recording a record and stuff so Mm -hmm. um at the end of the day i would rather hear a record that it is underproduced 
but has great songs. Um, but if you can somehow manage to do both, I think that's great. You know, I mean, weirdly enough, my two favorite bands in the world are Dillinger 4 and Blink-182. So, like, <laughs> that's got to be, like, that's got to be, like, some poser-ass shit. But, like, it's true. I, I, I love everything about Dillinger 4. It, it's a band I've worked with forever. I love those guys. Um, but, you know, my favorite band of all time is Blink-182. You know, that's the band that got me into this stuff. Um, so our sound is just really just because of the fact that I like seriously every version of pop punk and and, and like emo music. Like if you sat in the car with me, I would play minor threat and the circle jerks. And then the next song would be like the starting line. Hell yeah. Um, Um, and and I I listen to every other genre too. I, I, I even listen to some pop country, dude. If you, if you rode with us in our van, you like, and you were very specifically into one genre of music, you would have a a miserable time because (laughs) seriously, like we're listening to like pop country one, one second, and then we'll switch to Britney Spears and then we'll switch to like. You know, then we'll get in, like, the mood to, like, listen to, like, some fucking nasty-ass hardcore bands. Like, I've been listening to this band Brat um, for a while, and if, if anybody hasn't checked out Brat, they're, they're fucking awesome. Um, super good hardcore band. Um, yeah, so, I don't know. Uh, again, I have ADHD, so we're... I, I'm getting way off track, but... Um, yeah, our, our recording style is simply just because we love the polished pop punk and we love the um, not so polished pop punk. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. No, that, I think that's awesome, man. I'm I'm kind of the same way. I love like um, I actually took a pretty deep, big break from like. Like, I love pop punk. Like, I just, I love all kinds, like, all the bands you mentioned, Minor Threat, Circle Jerks, or the Ergs, like, all, uh, you know, all the way up to Blink 182, Starting Line, MXPX, like, um, all of that stuff. And, and, um, I actually kind of took a break because I'm, I'm trying to, like, write some stuff right now. And, um, I took a break from listening to pop punk because I felt like it was like, I would hear something and I would be like, oh, I want to write a song that sounds like this. Or want to write a song that sounds like this, you know? So I just kind of stopped, and I started listening to just like Taylor Swift and like random like pop music, you know what I mean? Just to kind of like like cleanse my palate a little bit, like as far as like my yeah what I was listening to. Um, so, dude, tell me a little bit about you. You mentioned Red Scare and like, and I you guys have put out two albums with Red Scare now, right? Yes, correct. Yeah, can can you tell me a little bit about um, you know, just what it's like, you know, working with a label like that? I mean, they're I think they're an awesome uh I love some of their bands like of course you guys, but like, you know, the Menzingers started out with them, um Sincere Engineer. Um, you know, I I'm just a big fan of kind of what they're doing and and uh would love to kind of hear uh, you know, what it's like to to work with a label like that. Yeah, I mean, well, if 
If you don't know, the the label is owned by two people, uh, Tobias Jig um, and Brendan Kelly of the amazing Lawrence Arms. Um, And I've spent a number of hours with both those individuals, and they're, 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 you know, the most sweet, charismatic people that you could find. Um, and, uh, and they're no, they're no bullshit. Like, um, you know, it it took us four years to put out 18 more minutes of music. And that's because I would hit up Toby and Toby would be like, yeah, like this song, like the, like the original head full of snakes record was done like six months after we put out our first record mm-hmm. and we, we sent him demos and he was like, yeah, there's one song that I like on this. And we were like, all right, fuck. <laughs> um, so, you know, like they'll be real with you. They'll, they'll be like, yeah, there's like three songs on this demo that are good. Keep writing music. Uh, stop it. You know, like, uh, so, and, and, like, they're just, they're real dudes, and, you know, we've been blessed that Toby is a professional show booker, and so, you know, it, it's a convenience thing, because if you get sure. signed to Fat Records, Fat Records isn't going to sit and book you on a, a million tours, at least I don't think so, um, but, you know, being a part of Red Scare... It gives us like opportunity to be on like bigger tours because of the people that are associated with that record label. They're cool dudes. They, you know, they're not in it for like financial gain. They're in it for like having a fucking sick record label, and they manage to book or like sign bands that end up being fucking huge like the men singers yeah you know or sincere engineer like they're they're two people that show up to every single show in chicago or philly and find bands and somehow find all the bands that fucking end up being sweet so uh yeah i don't know it's 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 awesome if you're if you play in a pop punk or like an emo ish pop punk band, you should desire to be on Red Scare Industries. <laughs> Absolutely. And if they don't accept your demo, keep writing songs until they do, because it's a sweet label to be on. That's awesome, man. Uh, so at, speaking of which, um, I, I put on on Instagram. Um, you know, if anybody had any questions for you, because uh, we were going to do this podcast, so I, I preliminary asked, and yeah. um, my friend Brian Schumann, who is the owner of uh, a couple restaurants here in St. Louis, he owns the Lucky Accomplice and um, a restaurant called Press. He asked, "How cool was it having brunch at the Lucky Accomplice with Laura Jane Grace, Brendan Kelly, and Toby?" Um, it was amazing. Was he the one that served us? Probably. Probably that. Would, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. We we had a fucking blast that day, um, and the brunch was amazing. 
Yes. Um, I so the lucky accomplice. Like yes, I I have no bad words. Um, it was Laura's recommendation, um, and uh, and everything we drank and ate there was phenomenal. So yeah. you get you get a five stars from me, two <laughs> thumbs up. Uh, that is one of me and my girlfriend's favorite places to go, um, especially if we're kind of like looking for a fancy, a fancier like cocktail night or something like that. Oh. Sorry, I had to let my dog in again. He's went, oh. he's went in and out like seven times since we've been on this call. But, um, That's great. Uh, but uh, yeah, they, it's, it's one of my favorite places to go if we're kind of like looking for like a fancier night out to celebrate something. Um, they have this stuff called Missouri Rice um, and Brian, if he, if you're listening to this, I'm sure you're probably laughing at me right now because um, it was like a twenty dollar dish, but it's like it's like rice that's I don't even know how that what what's in it, but it's like it's like something that your grandma would make, and it's so comforting. And uh, me and my girlfriend thought it was so good that we like we ordered it, like one helping of it to share, and then instead of dessert, we were like, could you just bring us more rice? This it was so fucking good. <laughs> So, All right, so you you've confused the shit out of me now because we, we started out talking about Milwaukee. So I, I was under the impression that you were a Milwaukee guy, but you're a St. Louis. Guy. I'm yes, I'm from St. Louis, and we were we went on uh, we went on t- when we were on tour, we played in Milwaukee. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah. So yeah, I, I just I, I guess I assume based on like the whole playing in a blizzard thing, which may you know gives you a lot more credit now because if you were on tour in a blizzard that's way crazier than being a local guy Uh, dude Uh, it's it sucked it took us like it took us an extra almost two hours to get to the venue um like yeah it it was not fun i don't i I don't think i'm gonna do milwaukee or like minnesota uh, or even chicago like in the winter time like i'm gonna try to avoid that again at all costs (laughs) <laughs> well, it, definitely avoid like Wyoming and Colorado then in the winter time because we were not that smart and through the dead of winter we decided it was a good idea to tour through the fucking Rocky Mountains oh. and that was those those were some of the scariest drives that I'm so surprised that I'm not dead from we like. We drove through a blizzard once from Colorado to Wyoming. And, like, you know it's a bad sign when, like, six-foot, like, fucking eagles are hunkered down on the side of the road. Ooh. Because they, they like, it, it, the wind and the snow is like, so bad. Yeah. And, we're, and we're, like, the only car around for miles. And we're like, I don't think we're going to fucking make it. Yeah. I, I, I think we're going to fucking die out here. But luckily, we, we didn't. Um, but anyways, uh, let's go to back to talking about St. Louis, because I actually fucking love St. Louis. Uh, my buddy Chris Bauer lives out there. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, photographer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, He's, I'm hard homies with him. One of my favorite bands, The Uppers, are from there. Yes. I fucking love that band. Um, so yeah. Yeah, dude. Have you guys played here recently? Not 
recently. Um, I couldn't, you know, we, we've played there a lot, so I couldn't tell you the last time we have played there. Um, God, I want to say it was like pre-pandemic the last time we played there, maybe. Okay. Yeah, well, I, I would love, next time you guys come down, I would love to play with you guys. And if, if not, I'll definitely at least come to the show for sure. Yeah, yeah, we would love we would love to come back there as soon as possible. I think it's I, I fucking personally oh you know what? Um I played there solo with Kali Masi. Ah um, okay. Was it at Red Flag? Yeah, it was at what like what whatever the huge fucking venue is that has like uh shipping containers inside of it. That's red flag, yep. Yeah, 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 we played there. Which was insane. Because it is a massive venue, and I think maybe, like, 25 people showed up for the show, so it was, like, really weird. Yeah. Um, we should have set up on the floor, but we still played on the stage anyway. Um, super fun show, and, but yeah. And then we went to one of my favorite spots in the world, uh, the Flamingo, afterwards, because Flamingo. every time we... Flamingo Bowl. Yeah, every, yeah, every time we play St. Louis, I need to end up at the Flamingo at least for a few minutes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I do. I've actually had uh, my birthday at, at Flamingo Bowl a couple of times. And, um, yeah, it's a good spot. I know some people that work there, uh, super nice people. So um, tell me a little bit about – yeah, dude, anytime you guys come down to St. Louis, I mean, you got my number now. Hit me up. Let me know. I'd love to, like, hang out, you know get a drink or, yeah. you know, whatever. Um, but tell me um, what you guys have a tour coming up here with Teenage Bottle Rocket. Uh, looks like you're going to be out for about like 10 days or so hitting like the Midwest, East Coast and all that. Um, yeah. What what else, what else do you guys have going on? Yeah. So so we like you said, we have that tour. Um, it starts in Toledo, Ohio, but we're, we're playing a lot of separate shows. So we're starting in like Iowa. Um, Iowa City for that tour, and then you know we'll we'll end up going through the Midwest, and then end up going to like Boston, which it'll be our first Boston show. Weirdly oh, yeah. enough, like, and and I, I lived in Boston for about a year, so I'm I'm really excited to go back. Um, but yeah, we we have that East Coast run um, through September with TBR, uh, and then. Uh, none of these shows have been announced, but um, we're touring down through the Midwest to the South uh, for Fest with Billy Lyre, okay. um, who's uh, another Red Scare artist. And then we will be touring back from Fest. Well, we're playing Fest three times, so if you're going to Fest, you'll have a lot of a lot chances of chances. There's, there's no excuses. Uh, um. And then we're touring back. We're doing a couple of shows with Make War, and I oh nice. I don't know the other band, but I know it's another Fat Records band. Okay. Uh, I you know, yeah. Um, but you know what? the The best place to like look up shows for us is um, either on our website, Tightwire MPLS, which MPLS stands for Minneapolis. Um, dot com, <coughs> or any of any of our social medias all, uh, every everything is tightwire mpls so just Hell look yeah. that up if you're if you're trying to see if we're coming to your town um 
And and yeah, I think that's about it for us through through 2023 is is September and October, and then we're done for a while, um, probably until next spring. But um, I'm going to use this time to promote as well. Uh, we have a brand new record out called Head Full of Snakes from the amazing Red Scare Industries. It's very good. Uh, so please go buy that record because we have had a lot of band debt paying for fixing our bands. So please go buy that record. <laughs> yes, and, and, and at the very least, go listen to it because it's very good. So, um, Hell yeah. Well, Tane, hey, this was this was awesome talking to you. I feel like it it you're one of those people that's like super easy to talk to and like you just feel I the minute you picked up the phone I was like this this guy's a homie <laughs> so <laughs> you just seem cool like a cool dude so um well same for you man thank you, know, you. Like, no I mean that's the best part about like doing podcasts is like I've done a couple of them where there's like dead air and you're like okay why did you start a podcast like you don't know what to say <laughs> i don't know i don't know what you want to hear about but um but yeah this has been a total pleasure dude yeah I, and i hope we can do it more and i can't wait till we come down to st louis and hang out absolutely absolutely yeah i mean i've always been a person that's like that's really just enjoyed like the art of conversation you know um right and, and just kind of like you know, th these kind of conversations help me like I learn from what you guys have to say. And, and you know, I figure kind of like, why not share these with the rest of the world, too? So um, absolutely. Well, I will probably have this up. Uh, I usually just like to go ahead and knock it out. I'll probably have it up later this afternoon. So um, I'll, I'll tag you. And uh, yeah, well, this will not be the last you'll see of me, Tane Graves. <laughs> All right. I appreciate that, Wesley Hoffman. <laughs> All right. Much All right. love. Thank you. Have a great day. All right. Yeah, you too. See you later, buddy. See ya.